0: The United States and the U.S.-led NATO military alliance constantly claim that their goal is to defend democracy and human rights. In reality, NATO is an instrument of U.S. imperialist power. And we have words from the horse's mouth from former CIA director and former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo admitting that NATO is not an instrument of democracy and freedom and human rights. It is an instrument of U.S. imperial power aimed at maintaining U.S. global dominance and preventing the rise of a Eurasian challenger to U.S. hegemony. Those are the words, not of me, but of Mike Pompeo.
1: By aiding Ukraine, we undermine the creation of a Russian, Russian-Chinese access bent on exerting military and economic hegemony in Europe, in Asia, and in the Middle East. We must prevent the formation of a pan-Eurasian colossus, incorporating Russia, but led by China. To do that, we have to strengthen NATO. China's stated intent is to displace the United States as the world's preeminent power. Central to the economic well-being of American families is the United States that leads. It leads all across the world, both in military and in economic power. In America, we live in the greatest nation in the history of civilization. We are not in decline, but rather we are a nation that will be ascendant, and we will be the dominant force in the world and a force for good in the world as we have been for the last decades for an awfully long time to come.
0: Mike Pompeo is a neoconservative figure who in the Donald Trump administration was the most powerful foreign policy official in the United States. Again, this guy is former CIA director and the former chief of the State Department under Donald Trump. He gave a speech at a neoconservative think tank called the Hudson Institute, And I published an article about this over at multipolarista.com titled NATO Seeks to Prevent Eurasian Challenger to US world dominance, admits CIH ex-CIA chief Mike Pompeo. You can see here him speaking at this right-wing think tank in Washington, D.C., the Hudson Institute. Now, Pompeo is no longer in the government, obviously. He's a Republican. The Joe Biden administration is currently in power. But this speech, I think, is very important because, one, it expresses the view of what many people in Washington are thinking right now. It, it outlines U.S. imperial strategy in the new Cold War against both China and Russia. And it really shows what we can expect in the upcoming months and years, what kind of decisions we can expect Washington c- c- to take. In this speech, I'll go through, uh, for instance, he calls for expanding the Quad, which is the anti-China military alliance the US has created with Japan and Australia and India. He calls for expanding it and adding South Korea, Britain and France. He also calls for adding Ukraine to NATO and strengthening the alliance with Ukraine. He also calls for strengthening the alliance with apartheid Israel. And he calls for recognizing the independence of Taiwan and sending Taiwan weapons. I'm going to go through the important parts of the speech. I think it really demonstrates the attitude of many officials in Washington. But before that, I want to highlight some of the most important comments that he made in this speech. Because once again, these comments demonstrate that NATO is not an alliance that exists to defend democracy and human rights and all of that marketing nonsense. No, NATO is an instrument of U.S. imperial power that exists to, quote, this is is the words of Pompeo, to prevent a, quote, Russian-Chinese axis and to prevent the emergence of a, quote, Pan-Eurasian colossus. Pompeo admitted that the U.S.-EU-NATO imperialist bloc in this new Cold War Is fighting a battle over, quote, economic hegemony to control natural resources and fossil fuel, oil and gas. He said this all very explicitly. It's a very revealing speech because even though we constantly hear the claim that NATO and the US are about democracy and human rights, Pompeo, who's a hardcore neocon, he just gets straight to the point and admits what this conflict is really about. The new Cold War that Washington is waging on both China and Russia simultaneously is about maintaining the U.S. unipolar world order, preventing the emergence of a multipolar world order and preventing the decline of the U.S. empire and its European satellites. So I'm gonna go through some of the main points of this speech here. And what I'm gonna do in this this video is I'm gonna have clips of the speech from Mike Pompeo. But before I show the clips, I want to summarize some of the main points, and then I'm going to get to some of these clips that really reveal a lot about U.S. imperialist policy. So, again, what Pompeo said in the speech is that the NATO cartel seeks to, quote, prevent the formation of a Pan-Eurasian Colossus. And he says the United States must remain, quote, the dominant force in the world. And he says that it must remain the U.S hegemon, quote, for an awfully long time to come. And he also admitted that this conflict is a battle over, quote, economic hegemony. So what I'm going to do here first is show this clip in which he admits the real point of NATO, which is preventing a Chinese-Russian axis from emerging and challenging U.S. hegemony. Here's that clip.
1: We must act in concert with our allies to affect strategic clarity, unmistakable to both Vladimir Putin and to Xi Jinping. We must prevent the formation of a Pan-Eurasian Colossus incorporating Russia, but led by China. To do that, we have to strengthen NATO. And we see that nothing hinders Finland and Sweden's entry into that organization. Russia's, this would be an enormous boon to Russia were they to be denied access.
0: So note there that Pompeo didn't talk about democracy and human rights and all of that propaganda. He said, clearly, NATO's goal is to prevent the emergence of a Eurasian challenger to U.S. imperialist hegemony. He said this in a speech on June 24th at this neoconservative think tank, the Hudson Institute. I note in this article at multipolarista.com that the Hudson Institute is funded by the U.S. military, by the Pentagon. It's also funded by big corporations like ExxonMobil and Monsanto. And it's funded by billionaire oligarchs like the Kochs and the Walton family, which owns Walmart. So he's speaking at the heart of a neoconservative think tank in Washington, D.C. Again, this is the former CIA director and former secretary of state under Donald Trump. I mentioned that, you know, these comments really expose that NATO is not about democracy and human rights. I point out that. In 1949, when NATO was formed, one of the founding members of NATO was the fascist dictatorship of Portugal, a classical European fascist dictatorship. But I also point out that we should keep in mind, who's this guy speaking, Mike Pompeo? Back in 2019, he admitted that the CIA exists to lie, cheat, and steal. Here's this this very famous or infamous video clip of Pompeo.
1: When I was a cadet, what's the first, what's the cadet motto at West Point? You will not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. Mm. I I was the CIA director. We lied, we cheated, we steal, stole. It was like, we we had had entire entire training courses. Uh. So there you go.
0: From the horse's mouth, the admission that the U.S. national security state is fundamentally based on lying, cheating, and stealing. Let's continue with some of the other important highlights of the speech. Again, this speech reflects the strategy of Washington in the new Cold War against both China and Russia. Pompeo condemned the Joe Biden administration for withdrawing from Afghanistan after 20 years of war. And he claimed that withdrawing from Afghanistan gave a so-called green light to Russia. Here's that clip.
1: I believe deeply that the weakness that was expressed in America's undisciplined withdrawal from Afghanistan was interpreted by Vladimir Putin as a green light.
0: So his complaint about withdrawing from Afghanistan has nothing to do with the Afghan people, nothing to do with democracy and human rights. His criticism is that by withdrawing from Afghanistan in the disastrous way that Washington did, It made the U.S. look weak on the international stage, which contributed to the weakening of U.S. imperialism. And the U.S. no longer has this military foothold right in the center of South Asia, in between Russia and China and West Asia. So it's not about democracy and human rights. Again, this speech really reflects the fact that US democracy has nothing to do with, excuse me, US foreign policy has nothing to do with democracy and human rights. It's about imperialism. It's about economic control of the natural resources of the world, of the markets of the world, and of the labor in the global South. So he also has this ridiculous, you know, narcissistic American exceptionalist attitude. And he says very clearly, That the U.S. is the greatest nation in the history of civilization. Okay, whatever. Nonsense. But here, Pompeo admits what the U.S. goal actually is. It is to be the, quote, dominant force in the world. It is to dominate the world. It is to be the uncontested, unipolar hegemon, the dictator of the entire world. Here is this clip, which is very revealing.
1: In America, we live in the greatest nation in the history of civilization. I'm long America. I'm convinced we'll get all of these white. Right. And uh, nations across the world should count on that as they think about how they interact with the United States of America. We are not in decline, but rather we are a nation that will be ascendant and we will be the dominant force in the world and a force for good in the world as we have been for the last decades for an awfully long time to come. You can bank on it.
0: So there you can see, once again, nothing to do with democracy and human rights. It's about dominance. It's about imperialist control over the world and its economic resources. So here in the speech, Pompeo talks about the strategy of the new Cold War. He says that the strategy is to confront the Chinese Communist Party and to contain the so-called Russian-Chinese axis. And as Secretary of State, he admits that His goal was to travel the world and to warn countries about China.
1: Here's that clip. We have a problem. And so I travel the world, uh, uh, alerting the world to the threat from the Chinese Communist Party.
0: And now here's another part of the speech where Pompeo warns that China could displace the U.S. as the dictator of the world, as the imperial hegemon. Here's that clip as
1: well. China stated intent is to displace the United States as the world's preeminent power.
0: So there you go. He's saying very clearly that Washington's goal is to remain the, quote, world's preeminent power, to dominate the world. And then, of course, he, he attacks the Chinese economic model, claiming we should never allow communism to expand. And then he admits, clearly, economically, we should force them to become more like us. That is, impose neoliberalism on China and, of course, the rest of the world. Here's that clip.
1: We must not allow, not ever allow, the communist model for development to proliferate. If a Chinese company wants to invest in America, they should do so on terms that an American company could invest in China. And we should not become more like them. We should force them to become more like us. We should demand that. If they want to trade on an American stock exchange, so be it. Here are the rules for an American company trading this.
0: And then, of course, Pompeo says that the U.S. goal in the world is to do its leadership role in confronting the Chinese Communist Party. So he sees Washington as the leader in this new Cold War against China, that the the U.S.'s main adversary that could challenge the U.S. imperial dictatorship is China. And when Pompeo was speaking about China, he didn't just use this this rhetoric demonizing China as a government. He also used very xenophobic, borderline fascistic rhetoric against the Chinese people themselves. He warned that, that the Chinese are, quote, inside the gates. And he used a very kind of, uh, you know, bigoted fascistic rhetoric that's very reminiscent of anti Semitic tropes, you know, uh, going back to the Nazis and the so called Jewish problem and all that. Pompeo talked about the, quote, Chinese problem. And he complained that there were there are hundreds of thousands of Chinese students studying in the United States. And he claimed that the Chinese have their, quote, teeth into America. So here is this very fascistic, xenophobic rhetoric that that is demonizing Chinese people and warning basically everyone that Chinese people are under your bed.
1: This is an important topic. The Chinese problem isn't a problem of American diplomacy or American national security. They are inside the gates. This problem is here, inside the United States of America today. It is at our institutions of higher learning, almost none of which could survive today without Chinese money. 360,000 Chinese students pre-COVID studying in the United States of America, they have their teeth into America. They attend our school board meetings. They attend our county commission meetings. So very revealing,
0: borderline fascistic rhetoric, very xenophobic, And it really reflects the mentality of these hawks in washington they're not just against the chinese government but they're they're now demonizing the chinese people also in this speech pompeo called for a few policy decisions which are significant he argued that there is a quote necessity of forming a new global alliance for freedom which has to challenge both russia and china at the same time here's that clip
1: it involves war ukraine And the necessity of forming a new global alliance for freedom, which has to contest, which must contest both Russian and Chinese aggression. So what
0: Pompeo is doing here, again, this is the former chief of the CIA and then the State Department, is he is calling for creating an international alliance to wage the new Cold War on both China and Russia. And in order to do that, he calls for expanding the so-called quadrilateral, quadrilateral Security Dialogue, which is known as the Quad. This is the anti-China alliance that the United States created with Japan, India, and Australia. And he calls for strengthening that by expanding it and adding South Korea, Britain, and France. And then he also calls for folding AUKUS, which is it's A-U-K-U-S, it stands for Australia, UK, U-S, that's a, it's an anti-China military alliance. He calls for folding AUKUS into the Quad and expanding the Quad. Here is this, this clip.
1: In the Indo-Pacific, America must continue to expand the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue to incorporate the Republic of Korea, Great Britain and France, in addition to Japan, Australia, India and the United States. The AUKUS Union should be folded into this expanded security alliance.
0: So once again, this is the U.S. strategy for the new Cold War. Create a new alliance To challenge China and Russia and expand it and add Western allies in Europe and East Asia, specifically Japan and South Korea, along with India and South Asia. Okay, here's another very important part of his speech. Pompeo, again, former CIA chief, former state secretary of state under Donald Trump, he calls for basing US geopolitical strategy on what he calls three lighthouses for liberty. I mean it's propaganda, but three areas of the world, Ukraine as a as a base of US imperialist operations in East Europe, apartheid Israel as a base of US operations in West Asia, and Taiwan as a base of US operations in East Asia off the coast of China. Now Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. That is the cornerstone of this US strategy in the new Cold War. He calls for linking Ukraine, apartheid, Israel and Taiwan with NATO and bringing them into this new alliance to wage the the second Cold War on China and Russia. Here's this important clip.
1: Moving past our current geostrategic focus, the United States must help in building of the three lighthouses for liberty. These beacons should have should be centered on nations that have great strife, Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. They can be the hubs of new security architecture that links alliances of free nations globally, reinforcing the strengths of each member state. In time, linking these three bastions with NATO, as well as the new and expanded security framework for the Indo-Pacific will form a global alliance for freedom. This will benefit America.
0: And here in this part, Pompeo admits very clearly what the real U.S. goal is in the proxy war in Ukraine. It's not about democracy. It's not about human rights. It's not about freedom. It's about weakening what he calls the Russian-Chinese axis. He says, quote, by aiding Ukraine, we undermined the creation of a Russian-Chinese axis bent on exerting military and economic hegemony. So an incredibly important quote. Once again, former CIA chief and state secretary of state admitting that the U.S. goal is to prevent a Russian-Chinese axis and to maintain economic and military hegemony around the world. Here's this this clip. It's very revealing.
1: By aiding Ukraine, we undermine the creation of a Russian-Chinese axis bent on exerting military and economic hegemony in Europe, in Asia and in the Middle East this would further devastate the lives of Americans and our economy here at home. Indeed, by empowering Ukraine, we demonstrate to China the cost of invading Taiwan, or frankly, exerting its influence in nations all across the world.
0: So this is the real strategy in the new Cold War. Again, it's not about democracy. It's not about human rights. It's about empire. It's about control of economic resources in the world. It's about, as he says, economic hegemony, to exploit natural resources, to exploit the labor of the global South, to maintain US economic dominance so rich people on Wall Street can maintain their high stock value and be billionaire oligarchs that exploit the planet. It's about capitalist domination of the globe. And here's another important part of his speech where Pompeo boasts of how the Trump administration had this kind of neoconservative foreign policy. This is important because Donald Trump portrayed himself cynically as a supposed right-wing populist, challenging the establishment and the neocons and all that blah, blah, blah nonsense. In reality, Donald Trump surrounded him, surrounded himself voluntarily with some of the worst neocons in Washington, some of the most blood-soaked war criminals, like his national security advisor, John Bolton, an architect of the Iraq war, and Koch brother-funded mouth-foaming neocon, Mike Pompeo, as his CIA director and then... Secretary of State, Pompeo boasted that the Trump administration, quote, did not hesitate in supplying Ukraine with weapons such as the javelin. Here's that quote.
1: I last had the privilege of meeting with President Zelensky in January 2020. (laughs) How different the world seemed then. But unlike the presidency that the Trump administration followed, America did not hesitate in supplying Ukraine with weapons such as the javelin which broke the back of Russia's armoured advance to Ukraine's capital.
0: So here Pompeo is boasting that the Trump administration, despite the Democrats Russiagate conspiracies, actually took a hard line against Russia. He he didn't mention that the, the Trump administration also tore up the INF Treaty, the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, which allows the U.S. to put nuclear weapons in Europe, in, in Ukraine, threatening Russia. So. The Trump administration took this hard policy against Russia while Democrats were pushing this crazy Russiagate conspiracy. Pompeo is openly boasting about it. And here is an extremely dangerous part of his speech. Pompeo openly insists that the US must immediately recognize Taiwan, which is part of China, as an independent country.
1: And it is my steadfast view that our government should immediately confer diplomatic recognition to Taiwan for it is a free and sovereign country. Our recognition of Taiwan should not hinge on what will occur. Taiwan's already an independent country. Our government should simply reflect that fact. This is central to helping us in Europe as well, because central to the economic well-being of American families is the United States that leads. It leads all across the world, both in military and in economic power.
0: And of course, the reason he wants the US to recognize Taiwan as an independent country supporting the separatist movement again Taiwan is recognized by virtually all countries on earth and by international law and legal organizations as part of the People's Republic of China technically on paper the US government recognizes China uh, Taiwan as part of China going back to the three communiques in the 1970s when the US normalized relations with the People's Republic of China but of course the US has been sending weapons to, to Taiwan, supporting independent fighters, extremists, separatists. The U.S. has military officials in Taiwan. Pompeo argues that the U.S. should support the independence of Taiwan because if Taiwan is allowed to remain part of China, it, quote, would severely reduce American influence in the Indo-Pacific. America's status as a superpower would be placed in jeopardy. So once again, this is not actually about freedom. It's not actually about democracy. It's about maintaining, quote, America's status as a superpower. And it's about preventing the reduction of US influence in the Indo-Pacific. That's the real goal. So here's the, here is this important clip where basically Pompeo is calling for a war with China.
1: Every president since Truman believed Taiwan's existence is crucial to America's defense. I believe that with all my heart. The 1970 Taiwan Relations Act requires that we maintain Taiwan's defensive abilities to thwart an attack. But we're now in danger of becoming complacent. The capture of Taiwan would grant the following objectives to Beijing. It would severely reduce American influence in the Indo-Pacific. America's status as a superpower would be placed in jeopardy. It would eliminate a primary technological and economic partner of the United States the principal supplier of high-end semiconductors to the United States economy.
0: Now, of course, Joe Biden, the current Democratic president, has repeatedly threatened that if there is a military operation by the People's Republic of China against separatist forces in Taiwan, then the U.S. has threatened to militarily intervene. So so the U.S. has threatened war and a Democratic president has joined neoconservative Republicans like Mike Pompeo in threatening a war against China in order to support separatism in Taiwan. So this is a totally bipartisan policy of expanding the proxy war against Russia into a full-on war with China. Extremely, extremely dangerous. And of course, the reason, as we saw in this clip, the reason that Washington wants to maintain influence over Taiwan is because Taiwan is a, quote, primary technological and economic partner of the United States, Pompeo said. He noted that Taiwan is the, quote, principal supplier of high-end semiconductors. So again, it's not about democracy. It's not about human rights. It's about economics. It's about capitalism. It's about the U.S. empire's control over the global economy and the natural resources of the world. And this next part of his speech really makes that clear beyond a doubt. He makes it as clear as humanly possible that the goal of the U.S. empire is to dominate the world's natural resources and especially the fossil fuel sector. In this part of his speech, Mike Pompeo stresses, quote, It is my conviction that America and the West must acknowledge the centrality of hydrocarbon energy to the world's geopolitics. And he insists that the U.S. must, quote, Regain our energy dominance. So once again, it's not about democracy, it's not about human rights. it's about control of the world's resources. And Pompeo says very clearly, quote, "Energy and economic security, along with military strength, are the pillars upon which geostrategic power and peace rest. So it's about economics. It's economic stupid, as always. It's always economics. The. US Empire, needs to control the resources of the world in order to continue to impose this neoliberal world order and prevent any challenges to the billionaire oligarchy that exploits the planet. So here are those clips from Mike Pompeo, once again, very revealing.
1: It is my conviction that America and the West must acknowledge the centrality of hydrocarbon energy to the world. Geopolitics, central. To America's place in the world and our support of Ukraine is that these radical policies must be eradicated. If we're to regain our energy dominance, which we must, we must eliminate these policies. Russia and China understand this. Many advanced countries, however, do not, for we've become enraptured by unreal narratives. Thank you, Greta. This war, this war is a clarion call. Energy and economic security, along with military strength, are the pillars upon which geostrategic power and peace rest. Energy is the fundamental basis for everything we consume.
0: Now, in his really ridiculous hyperbolic rhetoric demonizing Russia, Pompeo attacks it as, you know, he calls it evil in biblical terms. He calls it a a dictatorship and all this ridiculous rhetoric. But he also admits what Washington's real goal in the proxy war in Ukraine is and in the Cold War on Moscow. The the former CIA and State Department chief says very clearly, he warns that, quote, Russia will become a juggernaut dominating fossil fuels if Washington doesn't stop it. So once again, it's not about democracy. It's not about human rights. It's about resources and the economy. And he, he invokes Ronald Reagan you know, the, the godfather of this kind of neoconservative politics. And Pompeo calls the, the former Soviet Union the, quote, evil empire. Of course, the U.S. is the evil empire. Everyone around the world knows that. But he calls it the evil empire. And he, he says that the U.S. must prevent Russia from reconstituting the Soviet Union, as if that's actually what's happening. I mean, this is a hilarious talking point we constantly hear because he warns, That if Russia is empowered, it could, quote, dictate world fossil fuel supplies, causing massive economic hemorrhaging in America. Once again, it's not about democracy. It's not about human rights. It's about fossil fuels and the economy and control of the world's resources. Here's this very important clip of Mike Pompeo just letting the cat out of the bag.
1: Indeed, if Russia is allowed dominion over the Donbass and Ukraine's coast, Putin will next seek control of the energy resources of other independent countries as well, that were once part of this Soviet empire. Russia. Russia will become a juggernaut, dominating fossil fuels in addition to its present lead in supplying nuclear power plants to recipient nations. By helping Ukraine, by helping Ukraine, we prevent Russia's reconstitution of the Soviet Empire, the thing that I studied about when I was a cadet at West Point. That empire, if rebuilt, even in small measure would dictate world fossil fuel supplies, causing massive economic hemorrhaging in America and throughout the globe, affecting every single American.
0: And finally, Pompeo in this speech has extremely ridiculous hawkish rhetoric where he opposes peace talks in in Ukraine. He says the war in Ukraine must be won militarily. Russia must be defeated militarily, which is an insane policy. It's also pushing for potential... World War III and even potential nuclear war, the insistence that Ukraine has to militarily win and there can't be peace talks. It's insane. And it shows, by the way, again, this guy was the top foreign policy official in the Donald Trump administration. This insane, mouth-foaming neocon, Mike Pompeo, was one of Trump's Trump's top officials. So the idea that Trump was a so-called right-wing populist who was supposedly challenging the establishment and the neocons is absurd. Trump surrounded himself with the worst neocons, John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. I mean, they are the worst. And obviously, the Democrats are also full of neocons as well. I'm not saying that they're, they're great and they're better. I mean, they're certainly not better. They're two factions of the same one-party dictatorship in the United States, which is an imperialist dictatorship that imposes neoliberal economic policies around the world and austerity to exploit the natural resources and labor of the world and of people in the United States. It's a one party dictatorship with two factions who fight over culture war issues, but their foreign policy is the same. Their economic policies are the same. But it's also important to point out that just as Biden is carrying out these policies, Trump was doing the same. And the idea that Trump was challenging the so-called establishment is absurd. Anyway, so here Pompeo has the most insane neoconservative rhetoric calling to oppose peace talks in Ukraine. Here's the clip.
1: America and the nations of the world cannot continue the pretense that the war in Ukraine can end in a negotiated peace, which mollifies Russia. For such a peace cannot be negotiated with Vladimir Putin. Ukraine must win this war. It must win so, this war decisively. The war can be won. This war can be won if America and our allies supply a range of our most capable conventional weapons to keep. Dauntlessness is needed to end the war in Ukraine. Seriousness of purpose. NATO solidarity is essential. Germany and France must not defer to any of the Kremlin's wishes.
0: And of course, Pompeo insists that the war can be won if the U.S. And Western Europe just provide even more weapons to Ukraine. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of weapons. The U.S. has already offered $50 billion of economic support to Ukraine in this proxy war. But according to Pompeo, it's never enough. He calls for providing Ukraine with a surface-to-air missile system that engages both aircraft and missiles. So, I mean, just continuing to flood the country with more and more weapons. And in a hilarious moment, he also compares uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the Ukrainian Western puppet leader, to George Washington. Now, I mean, of course, George Washington was a slave owner. He helped oversee genocide against native people. So maybe it is actually an appropriate comparison. But we see that once again, these neoconservative Republicans are just like the neoconservative Democrats who, you know, they just they love Zelensky and they portray him as like Jesus Christ reincarnate so here's this clip
1: i believe ukraine's found it's washington in the embodiment of a single man his name is Volodymyr Zelensky. he has led the world at a time of great peril
0: in more extremely reckless comments pompeo insists that ukraine should be added to nato which is which is what caused this entire operation, Russian military operation, and the escalation of this war in the first place. And Pompeo just says very nonchalantly, quote, I'm not worried about escalation.
1: Um, I, I don't buy the theory that if Ukraine was in NATO, this would have spurred even greater Russian aggression. I don't I don't ex- I think that's silly uh, on its face. Uh, so I'm not worried about escalation. I, I want to make sure we get it right. So
0: He's not worried about escalating into World War III. He's not worried about potential escalation into nuclear apocalypse. No, he's not worried because NATO must be expanded, because the U.S. empire must be defended, he insists. The U.S. empire must continue dominating the entire world, according to Mike Pompeo, without any opposition. And he also criticizes Europe and says Europe needs to further militarize even more. He says, quote, they need to do some soldiering. So calling for expanding the war into a full-on world war, I mean, militarizing Europe, militarizing everywhere. And finally, there's two last clips I want to point out because they're very revealing clips from the mouth of the former CIA director and former secretary of state. He boasts that nine U.S. presidents, both Republicans and Democrats, were part of a bipartisan anti-communist crusade during the first Cold War to overthrow the Soviet Union. He admits that the Soviet Union didn't just collapse, it was overthrown at great expense in operations backed by the US government. So again, the Soviet Union did not just collapse under its own weight, it was overthrown by the US empire in a hybrid war. Here's this important clip.
1: Nine, count them, nine American presidents from each of our political parties, nine American presidents dismembered the Soviet empire at enormous great human cost to allow it to even begin to be reconstituted is unthinkable.
0: And finally, I ended this video or excuse me, I ended this article at multipolarista.com with a pretty funny and revealing clip that says a lot about what U.S. imperial priorities actually are. Once again, I repeat, they're not about democracy. They're not about human rights. They're not about freedom. Pompeo criticizes The the US policy right now of maintaining kind of distance from Saudi Arabia, although Biden this July is taking a trip to Saudi Arabia to improve relations, to restart relations with Saudi Arabia. And after spending, you know, an hour bloviating about so-called democracy and human rights and freedom and blah blah blah, Pompeo admits: look, we need to ally with the dictatorial absolute monarchy in Saudi Arabia that that murders dissidents, that beheads people for minor crimes, that is committing genocide in Yemen with the backing of the U.S. We have to support this horrible dictatorship and absolute monarchy because it advances U.S. interests and because the so-called Iranian regime is is evil, he claims. He quotes, quotes the Bible to say that Iran and North Korea are evil, This is the kind of cartoonish black and white worldview of the people running U.S. foreign policy and the CIA. So here's this clip, which says a lot about how little the U.S. actually cares about freedom, democracy and human rights.
1: You should be appalled that we are sitting at the table with an Iranian regime and we're having to be drugged to talk with a Saudi partner who's worked with us on defense issues for so long. I get human rights. Sign me up. I'm against murder. Uh, any place and always, but it is the Iranian regime. It is the Iranian regime that presents a real threat to the United States of America and our Arab Gulf state partners that present the promise of prosperity and peace in that region. So
0: these are the very important clips of a speech that former CIA director and Secretary of State under Donald Trump, Mike Pompeo gave in the speech at the neoconservative billionaire corporation, Pentagon funded Hudson Institute think tank in DC. Pompeo wants to be president. That's clearly why he's preparing. It's clearly why he uh, got his stomach stapled. This guy is preparing to to one day be president. Now, if if Trump is president in the upcoming election, after the upcoming election, or Ron DeSantis or whatever, who knows? But Pompeo is very clearly planning to be U.S. president. This guy again led the CIA. He led the State Department. He this. This fanatical, maniacal neoconservative is planning on leading the U.S. empire into an apocalyptic war on China and Russia. And unfortunately, he is by no means alone in Washington. These ideas that he expressed as extreme and as crazy as they are, are mainstream ideas among both Republicans and Democrats in Washington. This is the ideology of the ruling class in the United States, they're prepared to destroy the world, to wage World War Three on China and Russia in order to prevent the decline of the U.S. Empire. Because as I'll close this clip, I'll close this video with a clip once again reminding people, Mike Pompeo said very clearly, the U.S. goal, at the end of the day, the U.S. goal is always to maintain dominance, to be the quote, dominant force in the world, for an awfully long time to come. It's about being the uncontested imperial hegemon of the planet. Here is the clip that I will conclude this video with. As always, thanks for watching or listening.
1: We are not in decline, but rather we are a nation that will be ascendant and we will be the dominant force in the world and a force for good in the world as we have been for the last decades for an awfully long time to come. You can bank on it.